Good evening. I'm Paul Durienzo with the headlines. The death toll in the war between Hamas and Israel surges past 2,300 as Israeli forces continue bombarding Gaza for the fifth straight day. The death toll in the Palestinian enclave reached at least 1,100, and in Israel, it reached 1,200 people. Officials in Gaza are calling it a humanitarian catastrophe. Gaza's only power plant ran out of electricity today, leaving the Palestinian territory and its 2 million residents without electricity. Fuel stock for Gaza's hospitals are expected to run out on Thursday. Jennifer Austin is with the UN agency in Gaza. We've got um, supplies for uh, 12 days for food and water for those people. And But, you know, there's more than those people that, that are in our schools. There's people sheltering in other places. There's people sheltering with family and friends. So there's many more displaced than are going to UNRWA schools. She adds the UN has had to shut 14 food distribution sites. She says refugees are streaming in by the day. There are at least 180,000 homeless in Gaza. All of Gaza's crossings are closed. It's impossible to bring in food or fuel. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken left on a trip today to meet with Israeli and Egyptian leaders. He says Israel will do all it can for the civilians in Gaza but will defend itself. We're talking to uh, Israel about that. We're talking to Egypt about that. Uh, it's an ongoing uh, conversation. I can't get into the details. Um, s- some of this is, needless to say, and understandably complicated, but we want to make sure to the best of our ability, and I know Israel wants to make sure to the best of its ability that civilians uh, are not harmed. But uh, Israel has to take steps to defend itself. Uh, what happened doesn't happen again. On Monday, Israel declared a complete siege of Gaza. The only way out, the border crossing to Egypt at Rafah, was closed because of Israeli bombing nearby. In Israel, the politically divided Jewish state formed an emergency unity government on Wednesday. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu agreed to form a war cabinet, including his centrist opposition. Meanwhile, in Washington, House Foreign Affairs Chair Michael McCall says he's concerned about the intelligence failure that led to the war and the possibility of escalation. There seems to have been a failure of intelligence as well. Uh, We're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel missed it. We know that Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event event like this could happen. We know that this had been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. The other concern is escalation in the region. In more news from the Capitol, Republicans nominated Representative Steve Scalise on Wednesday to be the next House Speaker, but the GOP still has trouble uniting their deeply divided party. In a private session, House Republicans narrowly rejected the hard-right Judiciary Chair Ohio Representative Jim Jordan in choosing Scalise, who is House Majority Leader. Scalise says he has work to do. Obviously, we still have work to do. We're going to have to go upstairs on the House floor and resolve this and then get the House opened again. We have a lot of work to do, uh, not just in the House for the people of this country, but we see how dangerous of a world it is and how things can change so quickly. And in New York, NYU's Student Bar Association voted to remove President Rena Workman after she defended the Hamas attack on Israel as necessary. Other members of the association say they didn't see the comments before they were released in an email. Students have complained about receiving death threats. 
And in more New York news, after 112 years, the 146 victims of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire got a memorial today. A giant steel ribbon with the names of those who died in the disaster, predominantly women and girls, has been installed running horizontally from one corner of the building. Underneath it, a reflective panel shows the stenciled names of the victims as well as quotes from people who were there. An investigation discovered the exit gates of the sweatshop were locked by its owners to prevent women taking breaks during the workday. The site is located in a building now housing NYU classrooms. Many died jumping from the flames to the street below. I'm Paul Drienzo. Those are the headlines from New York.